Welcome, travelers. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4. On today's podcast, discover the top reasons to go on a cruise. This is Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I'm your host, Destination Douglas. Think of me as Maureen Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda, all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Joining me today is my good friend, Heather. an expert at theme park vacation, especially dining. This makes sense once you discover she's an award-winning sugar artist. In fact, you just won uh, 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 an event, didn't you? I did. Over the weekend, I went to Austin and entered a cake show. My cake came in first place, and I won the prestigious Innovators Award. Sweet. I, I personally loved the the recreation of the space shuttle. Thank you. The the Innovators Award was for buttercream. So that entire cake was nothing but buttercream. And as you saw, it had a very 3D effect. It's a good thing I don't live in your house. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Because (laughs) I don't know if the cake would have made it to the event. (laughs) (laughs) If it was all buttercream. Okay, so we are both travel advisors with Reach for the Magic Destinations. Let's face it, you don't want it to occur, but travel happens. We are there to supply advice, guidance, aid, and be your advocate through all the potholes and pitfalls to your destination. Heather, do you realize that you can tell your Amazon device or Google Assistant to play Travel Happens? It was so convenient when I discovered that was the case. Crazy. That is crazy. Technology is so useful these days. Exactly. You just say your wake word, play the Travel Happens podcast, and on it comes. How fun. I'll have to try it. Okay, we've got some news to cover here. All right, JetBlue. JetBlue put in a bid for Spirit Airlines after Frontier had put in a bid for Spirit Airlines. We're looking at a big kind of a merger. Who knows what's going to happen? JetBlue Airways is the most notable low-cost airline in the U.S., and they have reportedly thrown themselves into the mix 
According to a report in the New York Times, JetBlue has reportedly made an offer of about $3.6 billion to acquire Spirit. The report throws the previous deal with Frontier, which was reportedly a $2.9 billion cash and stock merger deal, into question. The New York Times reported on Tuesday that JetBlue's offer is about 40% premium to Frontier's offer. Spirit, in its own statement, confirmed the unsolicited proposal from JetBlue and said it will work with its financial and legal advisors to evaluate JetBlue's proposal and pursue the course of action it determines to be in the best interest of Spirit and its stockholders. Just like the Frontier deal, the bid from JetBlue is still far from a sure thing. Regulatory authorities in the U.S. will still have to approve any purchase or merger, and some lawmakers had already expressed concerns about the potential Frontier spirit deal. Next item, the team of travel experts at Bounds recently analyzed data from the Transportation Security Administration and U.S. Customs and Border Protection to determine the U.S. airports with the shortest and longest wait times on average. With an average security wait time of just five minutes and 18 seconds, Newark Liberty International Airport is the quickest in the nation based on Bounce's research. Nonetheless, Newark has some room for improvement when it comes to passport control wait times, averaging 14 minutes and 28 seconds. I'm just happy that Newark is like my number two airport that I would use. So it's good for me. <laughs> Definitely good news for you, but that one's a little far from home for me. Yeah. Well, all right. So, <laughs> Universal news. Um, now it seems that Universal and some of the land it appears to be building on uh, for Epic Universe is at the center of a lawsuit. Universal has become the subject of a lawsuit recently filed in Orange County, Florida. The documents related to this lawsuit are viewable through the Orange County Clerk Court Records search website. Thus far, two civil cover sheets, one filed on the 8th of April, 2022, another filed for 11-2022, and a complaint have been filed. Fourth Watch Acquisitions claims that a deal with Universal City Property Management fell through in a lawsuit, according to Florida Politics. Universal ultimately acquired the land, and some of it is set aside for Epic Universe development. Georgia-based real estate entertainment development company Fourth Watch Acquisitions claims a deal with Universal City Property Management for 135 acres of land north of the Orange County Convention Center for $125 million. According to the lawsuit, the deal with Fourth Watch unexpectedly fell through weeks before it was supposed to close. Universal City Property Management then sold the land to Universal. In the complaint, Fourth Watch alleges that they had contracted to purchase some land in Orange County, Florida, to develop a theme park that would feature a snow dome, ATV tracks, ice skating, surfing, and more. They even included some concept development plans in the complaint. I personally think... Um, 
epic universe is still gonna end up going forward one way or the other fourth watch might get some money out of the deal but it's not like um universal is gonna just toss up their hands and walk away i think they're gonna go through their plans well they've already started working on it so <laughs> um I, I, also comcast is the company that owns the universal parks and resorts and comcast i i live in the, the their city of home offices so trust me they got some big pockets and uh, <laughs> they're gonna i think they're gonna take care of this do you think it will delay epic universe any yeah i i don't think so at all because you know construction can keep on going on while the legal process goes on at the same time. So I, I, I think we're, we're really not going to see anything uh, develop out of this. I, if I had to guess, if, if the judge happens to side in Fourth Watch's favor, they'll get some money out of it. That's what's going to happen. And Universal will continue creating Epic Universe. Um, and speaking of Epic Universe, the official concept art features four lands from the central hub. So it's just rumor right now. We don't have an actual announcement um, of what the four lands are going to be, except Super Nintendo World. That one has been confirmed. They've already started construction on Super Nintendo World. So, uh, and there's a Super Nintendo World already in Japan. It's basically gonna be a carbon copy here in the States. So that we know. The other three lands are up for debate. Uh, they're supposed to be a Universal Monsters land and there's supposed to be a how to train your dragon land and then finally a wizarding world uh land which would make it the third edition of wizarding world of harry potter and the wizarding world of harry potter land is rumored to feature settings from the fantastic beast films Originally, an attraction was planned for an expansion of Diagon Alley in Universal Studios, Florida. But now they have got all this space with Epic Universe, and that space gives them the ability to be more impressive. For example, guests will have the ability to enter through large fireplace flues to enter the British Ministry of Magic. So they can do things like that to really give some wow factor at Epic Universe. That'll be so exciting. I'm really excited to see what, to hear more about what they have planned for Epic Universe, because it really sounds like it's shaping up to be another great destination for Orlando. You want to hear more? I got more. <laughs> I can tell you more. The rumored ride is based on a patent which describes a ride which provides a scene on one level for the guest experience, while on another level, a scene will be changing. The same ride area, but it will appear as multiple locations. With this ride, it allows for duplication with multiple elevator shafts, increasing capacity. 
rumors indicate that use of transformer ride 3D technology will give a split-level design to maximize use of space and to get riders to rise up and come back down seamlessly during two different parts of the ride. The media in front of the guest follows your car, um, making it difficult to notice upwards and downwards motion. The traction will move forward, backward, left, right, up, down. Um, and, but it does it in such a way it doesn't take up much space. This, right. Just have like screens projecting images, and that's what you're paying attention to. You're not paying really attention to the fact that you're really not moving all that much when you go up and down and uh, left and right. Well, and unlike the other rides that are in existence already where you, they make you feel like you're moving more than you are, right. this will be something where someone who has vertigo or, you know, challenges like that, who can't ride rides like that, may be able to experience one of the rides in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter now. Yeah. And um, originally, they were going to do a trackless ride system inside the Ministry of Magic, like uh, Ratatouille and um, Mickey and Minnie's Railway Thingamajigger. <laughs> Long names. Like, can't, can't they just shorten the names for me, please? All right. That's why um, we have so many acronyms in the travel world. Oh, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> well, just, just alone, for me, I can see uh, an abbreviation TA, and depending on the context, it either means travel advisor or it could mean transatlantic. So I have, oh, to, yeah. I have to think about the context of what we're talking about to interpret the acronym. Uh, it, it, yeah, it's a real mess for me. <laughs> um, likely use of projected media with layered screen effects will take place. You'll move around while magic is flying through the air around you. So uh, they, they were talking about various levels, uh, uh, layers of screens that you'd be looking at. So we're for this land of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, there's possibly two attractions and a theater attached to the British Ministry attraction. An approved building permit indicates 642 seats for the theater. So we know that much. Sounds interesting. I know. I, you know, I typically don't like discussing rumors, but, you know, I'm just so excited about Epic Universe and I'm so hungry for any information <laughs> about it that I'm taking it, especially when they're based um, on plans and permits and patents. It makes it seem uh, more logical and real to me. So I'm, yeah, I just cannot wait for Epic Universe. For the cruises, the cruise industry restart is set to continue uh, in April with 47 ships 
and 54,400 births returning this month. According to the latest edition of Cruise Ships in Service Report by Cruise Industry News, the additions will bring the total of active cruise ships around the globe to 300. Congratulations, cruise industry. <laughs> While several other ships are resuming service after winter layups or short operational pauses, 27 ships are welcoming guests back for the first time since the pandemic started, and two new builds are debuting. Celebrity Beyond is one of those new builds. April 6th was delivery day. Owner's work is now underway. April 27th, we'll have the first guests. Traditional flag ceremony on the pool deck was held with both French and American flags and respective national anthems in front of the crew. A $1.3 billion check was signed. And the reason why they're doing the French national anthem is because it's a French shipyard that's building Celebrity Beyond. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was wondering about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on. Norwegian Cruise Line recently announced the return of service to Pride of America, which is in Hawaii. NCL's Pride of America, which is the 15th ship in its fleet to return to service, sails weekly seven-day round-trip voyages from Honolulu, providing guests nearly 100 hours of port time and the ability to explore four islands in a week's span. The itinerary includes overnights in Maui and Kauai, allowing for more immersive experiences on land and sites of the Nepali coast. NCL has two remaining ships that will be returning to service both in early May, which will complete the company's comeback. Being the only cruise line to sail year-round from Hawaii, we're thrilled to be back at last, said Norwegian Cruise Line President and Chief Executive Officer Harry Sommer. Pride of America will once again offer thoroughly immersive itineraries and deeply authentic experiences that support business and tourism in Hawaii, while providing travelers with everything they seek from a vacation in paradise. The Pride of America sets sail on April 9th, 2022, and is available to book through December 2025. Weekly voyages depart Honolulu every Saturday. The province of British Columbia, Canada, was set today to welcome its first cruise ship in more than two years. Holland America's Koningsdam was set to arrive in Victoria on Saturday, April 9th, and then sail to Vancouver on Sunday, April 10th. Clio Cruise Line's members are sailing today with some of the highest levels of COVID-19 mitigation with effective health protocols that are unmatched by virtually any other commercial setting. Quote, British Columbia celebrates the return of cruise ships and their passengers as we work toward rebuilding our tourism economy and the significant contributions the cruise industry made to our province prior to the pandemic, said Honorable Rob Fleming, BC's Minister of Transportation and Infrastructure. We know that cruise ship passengers enjoy everything our communities have to offer, helping support thousands of jobs in the meantime, 
tourism, hospitality, and agricultural sectors across the province. MSC is next. MSC. Kusadasi has officially welcomed a MSC cruise ship at its port for the first time as the MSC Lyrica docked at Port Kusadasi, operated by Global Ports Holding, to perform its maiden partial turnaround call. So since Kusadasi is in Turkey, makes sense that it is doing an Eastern Mediterranean itinerary uh, and will feature Kusadasi for a total of 29 times, according to a press release. Seaborne, Seaborne's luxury ship, Seaborne Encore, will sail the Eastern Mediterranean between April and November 2022, visiting ports in Greece, Turkey, Croatia, Israel, and more. Among the options are seven-day voyages between Athens and Istanbul, week-long Holy Land voyages between Athens and Haifa, Tel Aviv, and seven-day sailings between Venice and Athens. The cruises can be combined into 14-day sailings with additional savings up to 15%. Quote, everyone is drawn to a different part of the world for their own particular reasons, but there is no question that the Eastern Mediterranean has long been a favorite of seaborne guests, said Josh Leibowitz, president of Seaborne. From beautiful beaches to fascinating culture, history, and cuisine, guest sailing on Seaborne Encore will find many interesting sites to explore at nearly every turn. The season will mark Seaborne's return to Turkey for the first time since 2016. Bodrum with a picturesque harbor and the tomb of King Mausolus and Kusadasi, whose old quarter is a picturesque maze of winding streets and houses adorned with flowers and bird cages. Seaborn's signature complimentary evening at Ephesus, a private classical concert in the ancient ruins, is included. During the Seaborn Encore's August 7th voyage, the concert will feature internationally acclaimed classical singer Jonathan Antoine. He will be accompanied by pianist Steinway artist Dominic Ferris for this one-time experience exclusive to Seaborn. And then the most exciting news is that pre-cruise testing update. President's panel presentation at CLIA's 360 convention indicated that pre-cruise testing might be a thing of the past. The general session included discussions on topics ranging from the pandemic to the war in Ukraine and the latest trends. The four who participated in the panel were Ruben Rodriguez, president of MSC Cruises USA, Harry Sommer, president and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Line, John Paget president of Princess Cruises and Chief Experience Officer of Carnival Corporation, and Michael Bailey, president and CEO of Royal Caribbean International. Rodriguez said that testing prior to embarking on a cruise is, quote, part of what makes the industry so safe. We are seeking all health authorities in Europe, in the UK, and also the CDC and the U.S. shift their focus to the severity of the disease as opposed to the incidence of cases, continued Rodriguez. We certainly all hope to see continued liberalization in the testing for international flights. 
Bailey added, I think from everything we've learned about the CDC, who tend to guide a lot of this, is that when they really believe that it's really moving from a pandemic to an endemic, when they really believe that the positivity rates have declined to such a degree that it really poses no risk, I think that's when we're going to start seeing the government and governments start removing these testing requirements. I think we're going to see that probably by the summer. Wow, that's so soon. It'll be so nice when that is not part of a cruise anymore. This is how soon I think summer's going to be. This is Philadelphia. Today, it is 80 degrees. To me, wow. it's summer, not even spring. But okay. But the number of cruisers booking a bit farther out and the number of guests booking with a travel advisor is also increasing. Revenge travel, said Harry Summer, is another big trend that he's deaf identified personally. We have some cruises that 60% of the guests on board book their next cruises while on board. So it's just absolutely amazing. We have seen a remarkable rebound in trade sales. Just yesterday, like now it's a week, <laughs> out of coincidence was our highest trade booking day since the pandemic started in March 2020. And that's the news that I have. Before we get to our main topic, I would like to ask our listeners to help us out. If you'd like to support our little podcast, Subscribe or follow our podcast and give us a five-star rating because it really would be nice if someone other than Heather's husband would listen to this show. (laughs) If you you copy me in a social media post about this podcast, I will mention you on a future podcast. All that support is complimentary and won't cost you a dime. Today's topic, let's get to it. Top reasons to go on a cruise. What is so great about a cruise? Heather, do you have a favorite reason for going on a cruise? Because you were just on the Disney Magic, right? Yes, I was. That was a couple of months ago. And we were so excited to take that vacation versus going on a theme park vacation because cruising is just it's a more relaxed pace. It doesn't matter what cruise line you're on. You can choose to do as much or as little as you want. You can get off the ship or not. You can hang out at the pool all day or not. You can hang out at the buffet all day or not. (laughs) It's really up to you as to how much you want to do and how much you want to just kick back and relax. Well, that's definitely one of the top reasons to go on a cruise. Um, Another reason would be you don't have to pack and unpack and repack several times over the course of a trip. So if you booked a cruise to Japan, for example, and you're going to multiple ports in Japan and visiting various sites in Japan, you only unpack once. You're done. That's it. Whereas if you're doing a land vacation, you flew out to Japan. And I don't know, maybe rented a car and uh, 
went from hotel to hotel. You'd have to pack and unpack and repack it, you know. So that's a bonus. Another bonus is one of my favorites, and that's you're able to order multiple items in the main dining room. I'm thinking of you, Heather, especially. Uh, <laughs> you you know me so well. <laughs> the queen of dining. Um, so can't decide between the lobster and the steak. Doesn't matter. Order them both. Get them both. Can't decide between the creme brulee and the uh, lava chocolate cake. Get them both. Um, so, but that's that. I just want to clarify that's at the main dining room. Usually there's uh, frequently more than one dining room for a cruise ship these days, uh, but sometimes you still only have one. Um, the other thing, another reason is you're able to adjust your itinerary to avoid trouble spots. You know, if I was taking a vacation to Costa Rica and then a hurricane, came barreling on through, I'd be screwed. <laughs> but with a cruise ship, even though uh, you know a stop in Costa Rica might have been on the itinerary, the captain can readjust and you end up in another amazing destination. So I think that is amazing. Right. Your plans get shifted, but you didn't have to do any of the legwork to change it. No changing of airline, you know, of um, your air ticket or scrambling to find another hotel in a different city to avoid. I'm just enjoying my Bahama mama. <laughs> That's right. Bring bring me another one of those. <laughs> yes. um, another top reason is great value. You get incredible value with a cruise it's like an all-inclusive resort that travels the world. You get food, accommodations, entertainment, and transportation, all included. Upscale cruise lines are even more inclusive with alcohol, gratuities, sometimes even short shore tours, onboard spending credits, and even flight all wrapped up in a package for you. And that just makes it so easy. It's a headache free when you can just book it all at once. Seriously. And I don't know anyone who doesn't want to be free of headaches. I have yet to hear, oh, bring on the headaches. I want more stress. Can I have more stress? No. Right. Especially when planning for a vacation, because why do you take a vacation? So that you can step away from the stress of your everyday life and job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and something that you were talking about that cruises are for everyone. You can tailor your vacation to meet anyone's needs. Solar travelers, families, multi-generational families, honeymooners, special interest groups. You can customize a cruise to meet everybody's needs. So that is amazing. And there's something for everyone on board for all ages yeah. that you, you can sometimes do together or you can do separate. Exactly. I mean, hey, if you like to just be napping on a lounger, you can do it. <laughs> have, have you met my husband? Clearly, you've met my husband. 
Activities are abundant is what Heather is getting at. Don't worry about being bored. Um, in fact, our fearless leader, Denise, head of our agency, is about to embark on a voyage on Oasis of the Seas. And that is part of the Royal Caribbean cruise line. And they are the masters of activities. Their daily planner that you get delivered to your door of your stateroom is jam-packed with activity. You cannot do it all. There is no <laughs> pos- no human being can do it. So don't worry about being bored. Another top reason is ships are floating cities. Everything you could possibly want is on board. Today's ships are equipped with Wi-Fi and satellite TV. Once again, you're not going to be bored. No, definitely not. Yeah. And then for people who have to worry about household cleaning, and that actually should be everybody, because everybody should be pitching in. Um, But some households, there's one person who's doing more than the other. But okay, never mind. Uh, (laughs) No household cleaning like there is at home. I love that one. Someone else is making my bed. And And, I don't even make my bed. And turning it down for you every night. Yeah. Oh. There are some cruise lines where they'll leave a little chocolate on your pillow. Wonderful. Or a mint. I love that. Um, Another top reason is destinations abound. Worried about the language barrier in Central America, Europe, Asia? Best way if you're uncomfortable with independent excursions is to use a ship tour with English speaking guides. So, you know, I know the first time I traveled out of the country, knowing the language was of my destination was a huge concern for me. Um, And it was funny. Uh, I remember going and I'm trying to use the local language to the best of my ability. And time and time again, instead of pegging me as an American, I was pegged as either Portuguese or Italian. (laughs) I'm like, you know, I'll take it. Um, Another top reason is social interaction. You get to meet people from around the world. Who will you be sitting next to at a bar or a restaurant? You uh, even had that on your Disney Magic uh, situation, right? You you even foregoed your plans and decided, I want to eat with these really cool people. Yes, we were supposed to have dined at Paolo one night for dinner. And after much consideration, we're like, you know what? We really, we can't hold, we can't keep these, these reservations. We want, we don't want to miss our last night in the dining room with our, our cruise mates. Um, so we decided we let them go. And that's a pretty uh, difficult reservation to get sometimes. Yeah. 
And then um, something that our uh, colleague Amy Krauss would appreciate is that children can find playmates at the youth programs. So don't worry about your kids. They'll leave you in the dust. They don't care. <laughs> I've heard there are kids that like to spend all day in the kids' clubs. They don't even want to come out for dinner. And they make friends for life, too. You know, just like we yeah. made friends at dinner, the kids make great friends, you know, lifelong friends in the kids' clubs that they make, mm-hmm. that they meet from all over the United States and the, and the world. And it's so easy for them uh, in this day of social media. You know, they just need to go onto Instagram and there's the person that they met. Unlike them olden times when I was growing up and uh, yeah, I would be writing to my pen pal. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, look, I'm not that old, but even I had pen pals. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the other great reason about to go on a cruise is it's customizable to create the perfect balance of activity and relaxation for you. So, um, once again, I, I'm you know, we had a recent conversation with Denise, the head of our agency, and um, she and her husband are two different people. She's more of an introvert and appreciated the downtime and taking some naps. And he was um, very much enjoying the social interaction that he got with the other passengers on the ship and the crew. So, you know, your cruise can, you can make it whatever you need it to be, to be perfect for you. Right. And and even within the same family, just like you were saying, you know, even just with two people, your cruise experience can be different if you choose to do different activities. And then many cruisers cite the feeling they get from a cruise as being a home away from home. Like, so we have been experiencing the restart of cruising since about this past June. It's almost, we're just shy of a year now. And those first few months, people were reporting, uh, crying as they were getting on board for the first time in, you know, years. So it's really special when you have a vacation that gets those feelings going. I am a robot. I don't have feelings, so I wouldn't know about that. Um, Another top reason is just, it's basically like you have this hotel with you for three or four different countries, and it just follows you from country to country. So I just want to thank the Tripping Texans for giving me that little tidbit. I thought that was a really wonderful um, analogy. And you should check out their YouTube videos because they're awesome. And uh, finally, I'm going to say, why should you go on a cruise? Because it is the sheer escape from reality, period. Mic drop. (laughs) Thank you.
And now we're going to talk to talk about some Walt Disney World news that has come around in the last week. So as you know, Easter is coming up this weekend and Disney has been celebrating as they do for a few weeks now. You can find special desserts and treats all around resorts and parks on both coasts. Uh, and you can also view the wonderful Easter decorations that pastry chefs have put in hard work for, much like at Christmas when they do gingerbread houses. At Easter, they do really beautifully decorated eggs in all kinds of Disney themes. I've seen photos of a very large egg that looks like Cinderella carriage that's decorated in honor of the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. I've also seen a large spaceship Earth that has a figment on top. Clearly, he's one of my favorite characters, so of course I took note of him. As we heard last week, the Main Street Electrical Parade will be restarting at Disneyland in just a few short days. And we learned a few days ago that the merchandise that's going to come along with it is really quite fabulous. And now I'm really jealous because I really want to go to Disneyland. Just Well, I want to see the parade because it's an awesome parade. But the two pieces of merchandise that we found out about the other day are a popcorn bucket that it looks like Pete's Dragon. It's very cute. And then there's a sipper that's a little bug um, type vehicle that travels down the parade route. I don't really know how else to describe him, but if you've seen the parade, you kind of know what I'm talking about. He travels down the parade route and he does little spins along the way. He's one of my favorites. He's so cute. I get it. Uh, this week you can celebrate the Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary also on TV on HGTV, TLC, and Food Network each network will be highlighting a show uh, one night this week uh, where you can find your favorites interacting at Disney World to celebrate the magic that the 50th and Magic Kingdom has to offer uh, there are special magic shots available at Epcot for Flower and Garden Festival. You can have Tinkerbell's wings put on your back so you can become a pixie uh, fairy yourself. Uh, or you can hold Orange Bird in your hands. Also, this month is Earth Month. And of course, Disney likes to promote things to help conserve our Earth. So there are lots of uh, ways to do that. And this month they have pledged that they will have a zero landfill by 2030 coming from the parks. Thank you so much, Heather. If you would like to reach either of us, just go to the Travel Happens website at podpage.com forward slash travel dash happens. We are both travel advisors with Reach for the Magic Destinations. If you would like help with Virgin Voyages, Norwegian Cruise Line, Celebrity Cruises, Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, Princess Cruises, Sojourn, Holland America Line, Embassy Cruises, Canard Line, or Ama Waterways, you can reach out to me. For land lovers, I can also help with universal parks and resorts. My contact information is in the show notes. 
If you would like help with Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Alani, Adventures by Disney, Disney Cruise Line, or Universal Parks and Resorts, Heather's contact information is in the show notes as well. Thank you, dear listener, for spending time with us. Next episode, Amy Krause will be back discussing the top romantic spots at Disney. Reach for the magic. Reach for the adventure!